Thank you for joining the worship services of Shoto, Brady, and Dutton United Methodist Churches. I'm Pastor Julie King, and I'm so grateful for digital technology that allows you to join us from wherever you are in the world. You can join us every week by clicking the links on our Facebook at facebook.com shotoumc or on our website at umshoto.net. If you like what we are doing and would like to financially support us in ministry, you can find more contact information on our website, and again, that's umshoto.net. We're so grateful that you are joining us. Our scripture reading this morning is the 121st Psalm. It's, from, it's an assurance of God's protection. And it is a song of ascents. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. As I have gone through all of the little pieces of paper, reading what all of your favorite scriptures and hymns are, it really has been a lot of fun. There's been some hymns that I forgot about, and then I was not shocked in the least to know that we collectively have a lot of the favorite hymns. There are multiple hymns that were listed several, several times, and ones that we are all very familiar with and treasure. The same thing can be said for the scripture. A lot of people within our parish share the same favorite scriptures. And that didn't surprise me. I expected that. Something that did surprise me a little bit was that there were some hymns that were listed as people's favorites that I had never heard of, ever. And this only shocked me because as a youth from my seventh grade year through my 12th grade senior year of high school, I played the piano or organ almost every single Sunday in church. And so I thought I was very familiar with especially favorite hymns, but it turns out I was not. And it was wonderful to be able to learn and listen to some of those hymns. And those will, of course, come up later on this summer. And I think that I'm actually going to do a whole sermon over some of those unfamiliar favorite hymns. As I did go through the hymns, and the scriptures, one thing that kept coming to my mind was why? Why is this your favorite hymn or why is it your favorite scripture? I think for almost all of us, we have a story that we could tell 
as to how our favorite hymn or scripture came to be. Most of the time when something becomes a favorite of ours, it's because it has touched our heart at a time that we were very vulnerable, a time that we were seeking assurance, a time that the right words were sung or read and it was exactly what we needed to hear. It was the perfect reminder and it was a way that we were able to really feel God. And so I felt like the answer to that why was answered. But it made me curious about all of your stories as well. And so sometime, if any of you would like to share with me how your favorite hymn came about or why your favorite scripture is what it is, I would love to hear those stories because I think those testimonies are the ones that really do speak to our hearts. It might not be a surprise to any of you that Psalm 121 was very common. It was the most common favorite scripture. Maybe some of you wrote it down as your own favorite scripture. And so because it was collectively the most popular favorite scripture, I thought that it was a perfect one for us to kick off the Our Favorites sermon series. This psalm really is a great reminder for each of us. And even if it's not your favorite scripture, it's one that was written and I feel like just speaks to each one of us in a very deep way. We've all had those moments in our life where the path that we are on just seems to be great. Everything is going well. Things are good in our life. It's a pretty smooth ride. And then all of a sudden, there come some bumps. Sometimes those bumps can be pretty big. Sometimes they're just a little rough and you can get through them by going, uh, like a little kid does on a bumpy road and make some light out of it. But sometimes there's just unexpected things that come along and it really shakes us. Maybe you received an unexpected phone call and it was bad news. Or maybe you received an unexpected but scary health diagnosis. Maybe you found out that somebody that you really trusted had betrayed you in some way or another. Maybe things are going great in life and then all of a sudden, anxiety or grief or a rut that you had used to be in creeps up on you and there you are stuck again. When these unexpected things in our life happen, it can be scary and we can feel alone and we can feel like everything is just very, very shaken up. But these words that the psalmist write, they're words of assurance and they're words that can help all of us to find that comfort that we need and ones that we can all relate to. So with the scripture, something that I wanted to do throughout the sermon series and reading through all of the scriptures is to do something that I love to do myself, one of my favorite things to do, and it is to really research the scriptures. One of my favorite things to do is to try to get into the mind and what was going on in the time that the scripture was read. And I do everything that I can to try to understand the context, what was happening in the world. I try to make myself see if I can feel maybe what the feelings were 
for the author. And so for this scripture in particular, of course, I pulled out commentaries and began looking up different resources from different scholars. And I was really shocked to find there was not a common agreement on this scripture and why it was written. One of the very first commentaries that I was ever given came from a good friend of mine who was a pastor and she really gave me all of her books because she just didn't want them and I understand that now as somebody with way too many books. But it was one of the very first commentaries that I was given and I was excited to receive this commentary and it's the Matthew Henry's commentary. I'm sure some of you are familiar with it. And for some reason, I always end up going back to that one and pulling it out, even though there is a lot of just different opinions on how good that commentary is. But one thing I like about it is it's usually pretty short and simple, and it's not ever over my head. It explains it in just the way that I need. So I want to read briefly just the introduction to what this commentary says about Psalm 121. <clears throat> it says that, some call this scripture the soldier's psalm. They believe that it was penned at a time when David was at camp and going through a hazardous time in his life. And thus, he wrote it because God was covering his head in the places of the battlefield. Others call this the traveler's psalm because there is absolutely nothing written in this psalm that talks about military dangers. And so they believe that David penned it when he was going abroad, when he was traveling, and he designed it pro vehiculo, which means for the carriage. They believe that it was a psalm that was written for a good man's convoy or companion during a long journey or voyage. The commentary goes on to say that it really doesn't matter who the psalm was written for or why it was written because wherever any of us are, whether we are home or whether we are traveling, oftentimes we are exposed to more danger than we are ever aware of. And this psalm is one that is able to direct us and to encourage us to repose ourselves and our confidence in God. It is a reminder for us that we are to put our faith completely in God's protection and to commit ourselves to his care. And that when we do this, we find a satisfaction. When we read the Psalms, when we sing the Psalms, they were, this one was originally intended as, as an actual song. And when we go through these words, we find that assurance and that comfort that we seek. In this psalm, David assures himself, first of all, of the help of God, and then he goes on to assure others of it. So that introduction to the psalm, Matthew Henry's commentary, seems to be pretty straightforward, and it provides us a pretty good understanding of what this psalm is all about. But as I said, I wanted to not be satisfied with just one commentary, so I looked farther. And I'd like you to listen to a few tidbits of what Richard Neil Donovan's notes say about this psalm. So Richard Neil Donovan is a scholar who uses multiple 
commentaries and biblical dictionaries. If you look up his bibliography at the end of his notes, there's easily usually 30 to 40 different sources on there. So he uses a lot of different resources and then he publishes it all into one online place that is a lectionary guidance for sermon preparation. And his work is amazing. He's very good at what he does. But he says that Psalm 121 encourages pilgrims who are braving dangerous roads to Jerusalem. And it promises Yahweh's protection. He also points out the changes in the pronouns, how in verses 1 and 2, I and my are used, but in verses 3 through 8, it switches to you and your. And so in his understanding, this signals a dialogue that comes between the pilgrims or a group of pilgrims who are traveling. Something else that I found interesting is that he is very sure that this psalm was written by a group of people and it was one of, it isn't, uh, I can't talk right now. It is a song of ascent, of course. The ascent means that they are stepping up or rising to something. And he is sure that these 15 psalms of ascent that were wrote were written by pilgrims who were ascending to Jerusalem for one of three great festivals. Either Passover, the Feast of the Weeks, which all of us know better as Pentecost, or the Feast of the Tabernacles. So, now that you have a very clear understanding of these two different perspectives on what this psalm is talking about, I'm sure that your understanding is as clear as mud, right? <laughs> I do want to share some of my own thoughts after researching this scripture and what really came over my heart this week. The thing that jumped out to me the most is that no matter what scripture it is, whether it's this psalm or whether it's another scripture, every single one of us in this room and every single person outside of this room are most likely going to read the scripture very differently. Every one of us have our own experiences. We have our own history, our own teachings from when we were children that are, are real sources of what we believe. Even if our beliefs have changed over time, those are still embedded in our theology, even if we don't realize it. Every one of us have our own beliefs and our own opinions that are influenced by the outside world, by our society, by politics. And so when we read scripture, it can speak to each one of us in a very different way. We all, I hope, are very aware that scripture is not black and white. It might be black and white when it's printed in the Bible, except for those little red areas where Jesus is talking. But the meaning of scripture sometimes is not clear at all. And when even biblical scholars who dedicate their whole entire study and career trying to understand what was happening there, when they can't agree on that, it's pretty easy for me to confidently say that all of us are probably not always going to agree on exactly what a scripture says. The other part that really came to me this week is I realized our differences 
is that each one of us are also going through very different life circumstances. And during those circumstances and during that path or that journey that we might be on, God speaks to each of us in very different ways. As I mentioned earlier, I was wondering why your favorite song or your favorite scripture is what it is. And I got to realizing that part of the reason that we all have different ones is because God he speaks to each one of us so uniquely. As unique as each of us are in looks and personalities, we also hear God and listen very uniquely. And I think that that is an amazing thing. It is what makes us the kingdom of God here on this earth. It is what gives us our stories to tell and to go out and to be Christ in this world for others and to bring the light to others. And it is an amazing thing. I do want us to think of some common ways, though, that this scripture might speak to us. The first couple of lines to the scripture just overwhelm me with an image that I do so often. It says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Or if you read other Bible translations and you're familiar with the scripture, you might know it as, I lift my eyes to the mountains. It's just a matter of how it was translated. But then it says, where does my help come from? When I read through that, I think of myself when one of those bumps come along in the road and it is just a natural reaction for me to look up and be like, why? How am I going to get through this by myself? What is going on? Where are you, Lord? How many of you have ever done that? It's like a natural reaction for us just to look up and start just begging to God and asking, where are you? Where is my help coming from? And then we are reminded in this psalm that our help comes from the Lord, the same Lord that made the heavens and the earth. The scripture goes on to say that he will not let your foot be moved. The way that I hear this is a reminder that the Lord will not let us lose our footing completely. Sure, maybe we will slip and we will slide and it might not be stable sometimes, but the Lord will never let us completely lose our footing. The Lord also never sleeps. God does not slumber. He does not sleep. God is at work. Even during the times that we might be sleeping and we might be completely oblivious to anything else going on, on, when we might feel like we are surrounded by nothing but darkness, the Lord is not sleeping. He is so, so much at work, and he is caring for us and protecting us. The scripture then goes on to remind us that the Lord is your keeper. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep you from your life. The Lord will protect you in every way, shape, possible. The Lord loves you unconditionally, and there is nothing that you can go through in your life that the Lord will not be there. The Lord will always be there protecting you when it talks about being the hand that is providing the shadow. 
I think of how many times I've done that to my own children. It's something that we naturally do for those that we love so unconditionally. We shade them from the sun or we shade them from dangers. We keep them safe. Sometimes, I'm sure you've all done this, as you're driving in a car, now we have seat belts. But the original seat belt, you know, was the mom hand over there reaching over. It's the way that we reach with our hands and we protect. And as the scripture goes through that, that's what I'm reminded of is the way that God loves each of us so, so incredibly much. And his hands are always out there shading us, protecting us, reaching out in whatever way we need it. The other thing that I was really reminded of this week as I was going through this scripture and going through our thoughts and the ways that each of us have our own story to tell and our own favorites is that I was reminded that everyone is going through something. It might be something that they don't talk about. It might be something that they talk about a lot. And everyone goes through these different circumstances differently. We all have our own very different reactions to the ways that the world comes at us. And it is not our place to judge somebody. It is not our place to shame somebody for whatever they might be going through. It is not our place to cause them harm in any way, whether it be through our words, through our actions, through our facial expressions. If you've seen my daughter, she will remind you that sometimes people talk very much through their face. And sometimes it's hard for us to remember that when we hear about somebody or something, we have to watch our facial expressions as well. It is not our place to gossip about others or to spread anything bad about someone, but it is our place to remember that the same God that promises this protection and love to each one of us promises the same protection and love to every person. God protects me, he protects you, he protects your friends and your family, your acquaintances. God protects every single stranger in this world. And God even protects those enemies of ours, the ones that we don't think very highly of. And there is no person in this world that is better than one or the other in God's eyes. God is all of our protectors. The Lord promises to keep you. He is your protector. Amen. I don't think that it's any surprise to any of you that Amazing Grace was definitely among one of the top favorite hymns for all of us. And Amazing Grace is such a wonderful hymn and the lyrics and the actual music itself and the way that it goes. So I would invite all of you to stand and join me for our hymn of reflection, Amazing Grace.
Isso é 